up, guys? Welcome back to the Double Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Marino, joined, as always, by true BFFL material, Graham Roberts. Graham, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. Yeah. I wasn't doing all that well when we were watching one of these movies. <laughs> Which one? Oh, man. Wait. So that means you enjoyed watching one of them? No. Because <laughs> that would be wild. That would be. That would be unprecedented. Uh... Oh, also, we're trying something out new today. We're in a different recording space. Yeah. We have moved it into Green's room, mm-hmm. um, and I think it sounds really nice. I think so it's too. definitely a step up. So, yeah. uh, if you guys could step hit up us to the streets, that's right. Classic <laughs> film. I love it. <laughs> Seen it millions of times. If you guys could hit us either on Twitter or like if you know one of us, just like shoot at us. Say Literally. you know. Literally, come shoot at us. <laughs> we'll get the message. No, just just say like, hey. Uh, sound quality is better this time. Sound quality is worse. Whatever. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, Green. Yes. Why don't you introduce... You did it last week, but for people that didn't hear the end of last week's episode, what are we doing? Today, we are doing something completely different. Uh, Nick had two ideas that he wanted to cover. Yep. But we had no idea how to link them together. That's correct. So, today, we're bringing you the first episode of... Nick's Picks! Nick's Picks. Nick's Picks. Number one. So, yeah, it's just, I watch a lot of movies, and every now and then, I want to talk about a movie that we can't fit into a, you know, into a theme, can't find something good to go with it, Mm -hmm. and I just need to talk about it. And today, (laughs) we are going to be covering my first two picks, uh, first one being Michael Haneke's Funny Games, Mm -hmm. and the second one is... I totally forgot when I picked it. Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> yeah. Paul Verhoeven, who we've covered once on the podcast already, but yep. it didn't take. <laughs> flush, flush, flush. Uh, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven's Hollow Man, starring the one, the only... Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue, <laughs> who was credited above Bacon. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, For oh, real. no. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be... And Josh Brolin. True. Uh, it's really good. We're going to get to that one second, though. First off, y'all, brace yourselves. Buckle in. We're about to have a for real, for real conversation. Yeah, it. I had a rough time with... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's a tough movie to watch, and we're talking about funny I'm, games. I almost called it Happy Games. That's happy where that, Games? That's where that pause came from, like Happy Feet, but with... I thought, like, invasion. Happy Days. <laughs> Yo, put the Fonz in this movie now. <laughs> I will watch it. He would have survived. Confirm. <laughs> oh, Winkler. Funny... Ga- I love Henry Winkler. Yes. Yes, I do too. Funny Games, I guess I would probably consider one of my favorite movies. Mm. It's on my list of favorite movies, but there's like 400 films on that. <laughs> it's not a small list. It's huge. Before we get into any details, any specifics, I want to preface this whole thing mm-hmm. by making a statement about the nature of art. Okay? And I want you to say, do you agree or do you disagree? Does that sound good to you? Definitely. Okay. When we watch a film, when we read a book, when we listen to a piece of music, we are subconsciously agreeing that what we are experiencing is real in the context of the world that the creator made. Yeah. So when we sit down to watch a movie like Funny Games, Mm -hmm. we are going with the notion that the things that are happening are real for the people involved with the movie. 
Absolutely. And that's why we get sad when we watch movies, when we read books. That's why we get happy. That's mm-hmm. why you feel emotion. Because yeah. during the running time of the film, or the length of the book, or the piece of music, you're agreeing that what you're hearing is nonfiction. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, going into this movie... You know, in this discussion, I'm going to be saying things like, I did this, mm-hmm. or I made the choice, and I just want you guys to understand, it's not just a movie, because for people watching it, and for what it was intended to be, it's fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to hit us with your normal plot rundown? Yes. Okay. So, quick plot run. We've got a family, a German family, going on vacation at their lake house. They are Anna, the wife... Georg, the son, and also Georg, the husband. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're going. It sounds like they've got friends that also go to this lake that they are maybe going to meet up with, have a dinner, fun stuff. They get to the house, they start unpacking, and Anna goes into the kitchen, like, start making dinner, essentially. And this guy shows up. Uh, His name is Tom? No, that's Paul. Paul. They okay. call each other Tom and Jerry. They call each other Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. Just other fictional duos. Okay. But it's so, it's Peter and Paul. Okay. Are two antagonists. Gotcha. Slash protagonists? Question mark? Yeah, that's an interesting thing to bring up later, too. Yeah. Hmm. But so yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Paul comes to the back door. He's instantly creepy as hell. Yeah. Like, you see that he's kind of unsettled maybe like he's holding himself in a strange way he's a little closer to anna at times than i'm comfortable just seeing from this, a stranger this actor gives probably the best performance in the film in my mm, opinion for sure he is so fucking scary he really is the mo- this scene i'm sitting there yeah. i can't even breathe it makes yeah. my skin curl so the basic rundown he mm. asks her for some eggs yep for a neighbor. And he, mm-hmm. like you said, immediately something's off about him. Yeah. So he takes the eggs, he goes and drops them. Mm-hmm. He comes back, asks Anna for eggs again. Yep. She reluctantly gives him the eggs. While she doesn't see, he pushes her phone into yeah. the sink. Yeah. Ruining the phone. Yeah. He goes outside, mm-hmm. breaks the eggs again. Mm-hmm. When she goes into the room, he's in there with another man. Yeah. Inside her house. Peter. Peter. Who is, I think, maybe even creepier. Peter's extremely creepy. Yeah, especially with those tiny little German shorts. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the white gloves. Yes, they're both wearing uh, gloves for the whole movie. Like, the kitchen scene is a couple minutes. We're running through it really quick, but the whole time... Kitchen scene's like ten minutes long. Yeah. You get the sense, like, wait, why is he just wearing gloves in and around this place? Why is he not didn't. I didn't question the... Look. Okay. And here's something we have to say about this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And about the genre, because this is a home invasion film. Yes. And I told you it was going in. Yep. And I knew it was going in. You know what's going to happen at every point in this movie. Because we've seen home invasion films. Definitely. And Henneke knows that we know what we're watching, and he knows what we want to see. Mm -hmm. So the moment you see him creepy, you know, being creepy, you know some shit's going to go down. Yeah. You see them in gloves. You see the two guys. There's no question Mm -hmm. that something's going to go down, and that harm is going to come to these people. Because it's a nice little family. Later on in the film, we hear a dog barking. Oh, Ralph. The moment... And let me say this. Yeah. And it's sad mm-hmm. when you see the dog slump out of the car. Yeah. The moment you hear that dog barking and the moment you see the Jeep mm-hmm. in the frame, you know the dog's dead. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. We know what we what's going to be there. And we know on some subconscious level we want to see it because that's the movie we're watching. 
Oof. And that's what it is to watch a horror film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you finish the, the plot summary oh, before I get into sure. it. So, yeah, what Nick was saying, it's a home invasion movie. Yes. Essentially, uh, Peter and Paul, through various creepy tactics, end up trapping this family of three in their lake house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll go into details as we move further on in the segment, but they essentially emotionally traumatize this family they and physically, physically cripple brutalize them a lot of people emotional physical battery it's horrifying it to horrifying. watch it's hard genuinely difficult to watch it is and peter and paul kill the family in various ways yes they do uh, not make it out alive like a lot of american home invasion movies but it's know. different but it is different for sure it's, there's yeah. no moment that yeah. victory feels attainable. Yeah, you don't think and they're going to get away. And that's at the end, too. Yeah. There was never any chance of them surviving. Yeah, you don't ever get a sense of hope in this movie, which just adds to how stifling the atmosphere is through the whole runtime. It is It is suffocating. Mm-hmm. But here's the conversation I have been dying to have with you. Yes. This movie boils down to one moment. Mm. And this is why I think this is one of the most brilliant horror movies ever made. Anna is walking. She knows that her dog is dead. Yeah. And she's out with Peter, mm-hmm. the lanky one who's kind of in control. Mm-hmm. And they're playing hot cold yes. to find the dog. So she's walking around mm-hmm. and she's say- he's saying colder, warmer to get her closer to where the dog is. Yep. And she goes up to the car and mm-hmm. he says, like, you're very hot. Mm-hmm. She's going to open the door. Peter turns and winks to the camera. Yep. Yeah. He looks right at us. And winks. Mm-hmm. And throughout the film, a couple more times, he speaks directly to us. Yeah. As an audience yeah. member. Like, mid-sentence. Doesn't even break off. It's not some big hammed-up situation. Nope. Just, like, very nonchalantly, he'll turn to the camera, say a couple words, and go right back into his And none of the other characters know about it except Peter. Here's the fucking mind-bending thing about this film. Mm-hmm. And about filmmaking as a whole. In the moment when Peter turns and winks at us right suddenly through no decision of our own we are not a viewer we are an active participant because when we agree that what we're watching is real yeah by pulling us in with direct uh interaction yes with that wink so we're up until that moment everything we're seeing we're agreeing it's real because that's what you do when you watch a film when he winks at you you are now in the film yes we are now accomplices And it gets so much harder to watch because of that. Because you know, and this is the thing that blew my mind. I'm sitting here and I'm having this epiphany. Mm -hmm. I'm part of this world now. I'm there with them. As a viewer, Haneke has made me the the sixth character of this film. Yeah. I'm the sixth participant. All three family members are alive, right? Peter goes into the kitchen to make a sandwich. Paul has a gun. And he's playing eeny, meeny, miny, moe. To see which of the family members yeah. is going to die. Oh, that was that was another just, like, you know what's happening, but it's coming so soon. You just feel such dread. It's, it's crushing dread throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But this thing happens. This thing that I've never experienced in a film before. Hmm. Where Peter walks into the other room, mm-hmm. and you hear a gunshot. And in that moment, I realized, I had this epiphany. If I turned off the film, all three family members would still be alive. Hmm. It's almost a Schrodinger's cat-like situation to where if I don't see them dead, if I don't see which of the family members is dead, they're all still alive. Yeah, for all you know, they could have 
Paul could have shot it into the wall by mistake. Yes. One of the family members could have killed Paul, wrestled yes. it away from him. We don't know. There's no knowing. No. Oh. All I know is that if I turn off the film, that family's still okay. Yeah. And that I have the power to save all three of their lives. Because in my mind, all three will still be alive. Gotcha. I choose to continue watching the film. Because you're a sadist. Because I'm a voyeur. <laughs> and Haneke knows I am. Yeah, yeah. Cuts back to the living room, mm -hmm. and the son is dead. God, this scene. So Oof. through Haneke's reasoning and what we do when we watch films, I've just killed yeah. a child. Oh, Jesus. Because I had the chance oh, man. to keep him alive in my mind. Wow, that's But rough. once you see it, yeah. the kid's dead. And it was your choice. Oh, man. The same way later in the movie, Peter rewinds after Paul is dead. Yeah. I could have gone back. Yeah, and another thing, like, literal rewind, like, in... It's like, click. Click, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grabs a TV remote frantically and rewinds the action. It's crazy. It is. And just so jarring. And as soon as I saw it happening, I thought, that's fucking stupid. What's happening right now? But then now? you think about it. Yeah. And you realize mm -hmm. that this means, first of all, there could be infinite possibilities. Right. But right. the family was never going to live. Yeah. Which because Peter kinda, had the power yeah. of a viewer. Yeah, which kind of comes up at the very, very end of the movie where Peter goes up to their neighbor's lake house. Yes. And essentially starts the process all over again, yes. but with flipped roles. Yes. So, yeah, they, it's really good, man. It's done really well. It is. So I, I've mm. gone on my little yeah. rant that I found so fascinating. Let's... It is. Yeah. What was your big takeaway from this movie? Oh, what what did you man. walk away from Funny Games with? I did not walk away from Funny Games. I like limped away, <laughs> man. This is probably the most effective horror horror movie. Oh, horror, <laughs> jolly, <laughs> pure. This is maybe the most pure horror movie I've ever seen. There's not an ounce of fat. No, not at all. Not at all. This was torturous to watch it was so hard and so unenjoyable to view because of how realistic and how engrossing it is just as a movie like i did not enjoy watching this at all but not because of any dips in quality you but know then the question goes back to why did we not stop the movie right you wanted to and I found that bad. Yeah. You told me I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stop watching and come back. Yeah. I never wanted yeah. to stop mm. because I'm a voyeur. It got it got so suffocating and so overwhelming for me that like, you know, just being a married person and seeing like someone reacting to their spouse getting just brutalized, like it was. It, you get stabbed a ton. Yeah. It it really touched some nerves for me that were just. It was a level of intensity I flat out don't want to experience in a movie, but it exists, and that's, like, it's genuinely something to commend the film for being able to pull off. Yeah. Like, it, it is so horribly suffocating and so engrossing that, like, I don't want to watch it, but it's masterful. It is masterful. That's the word for it. Mm. Henneke does this kind of shit all the time. Oh, um, man. I don't think I could take another movie no. like this. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. If you ever can Ooh. watch Cachet, 
Cache. Okay. Cache's amazing. Is it the same kind of, like, yes. crazy intensity? No. Okay, so Cache is mm-hmm. about this married couple. Yes. And one day, as they're, as they're walking out the door, they find okay. a VHS tape on their front porch. Okay. And they put it in. And it is them being recorded for Ew. like 24 hours from a place that they would have noticed a camera. Oh, God. And the tapes keep coming. Okay. And the tapes start being coupled with drawings that look like the crazy scrawlings of a child. And they're violent and sexual. Oh. And it is just this ramping up of tensions and it's driving this wedge between them. It's like... God, that I can't take that stuff. I like can't handle that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> I love this like, stuff, dude. God, I I cuz I haven't thought like this about a movie in so long. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it, I guess it comes at night. It but this this involves like, yeah. the viewer in a way that it comes at night doesn't. For sure, this is the most like personally involving movie yeah. I think I've maybe seen at least in like conscious memory. Cuz you agree that he makes you a character. Definitely. And, and everything that happens is because yeah. of you. 100%. They're doing yeah. it to entertain you. Yeah. Peter and Paul know you're there and they're doing oh, it to entertain you. Man. I don't and agree. And it's with, entertaining. I don't agree with their idea of entertainment. I personally do. I watch yeah. Home Invasion. F- okay. Mm-hmm. You're next. I adore. Straw Dogs, I adore. Last mm-hmm. House on the left, it's okay. The Home Invasion parts are awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't Breathe, a reverse Home Invasion film. Right. I seek out these movies because I want to watch this shit Ooh, because man. it titillates me and it excites me. Just this kind of like, what would you do? It's this like, yeah. that's the one place uh, they are supposed to feel safe is your home yeah. with your family. Yeah. And that's why this sets me off. Like, that's precisely why I super like don't vibe on these kind of movies. <laughs> Even as but well. But it's effective. It's effective. Even as well as this one is done. Even as well as this was made i just it it touches something too personal like it's just too freaky it really is it is but i i want that touched Mm. i'm i'm begging for that i i love being dragged out of my shell Mm. and and forced to sit through something like this and feel these things and think these thoughts well this is the one to do it yeah (laughs) it certainly is i say with insane amounts of trepidation yeah (laughs) i mean if you guys like films like this that are going to make your skin crawl mm-hmm. and are going to make you like sick to your stomach watching them here you go <laughs> and they're going to make you think yeah for sure yeah it's definitely not like just a a gore fest it's not like hey this is a most super... of the violence happens off screen there's like for no sure. gore in this movie a lot of the violence is just mental yeah like Ugh. Yeah, just Gosh. them being put through the ringer. Man, it's like bringing back memories. I'm getting flashbacks. It's so... Think ugh. of the bloody TV with the race going I on. I can't... That was heartbreaking. Yeah. No, I will tell you, the single point where I actually did have to pause and just walk around the house... The long take. The long take... Explain when, this to them. Okay, so up until... Because no one's going to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, even if we recommend it, you can't really rent it anywhere. Yeah. You would have to I go found this. It down. I, I looked for a copy of this film, no joke, for two years. <laughs> two <laughs> years. Straight up. Wow. And they didn't have it at the library at my school, where they have most foreign films mm. and most horror films. No funny games. Yikes. You can find the English version of this, because okay. in 2007, Henneke himself remade this movie in America. Now, have you seen that? I haven't seen it. You haven't? I've been okay. dying to, but I wanted to watch this one first, and I've been working nonstop. I couldn't watch it before I saw the podcast. 
I wonder if it's anywhere near the same level of everything since it's I don't know. for American release, even with the same director. Yeah, it's it's interesting, because it's got a great cast. Yep, it's got uh, Dak Shepard. Oh my great. god. <laughs> Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell play the married couple. <laughs> no, it, it's Naomi uh, Watts and Tim Roth. Oh my god. Yeah. Tim Roth as, like, Peter? That would be no, horrifying. No, as, as George. Oh, okay. He would be horrifying as Peter, though. Can you imagine? <laughs> too, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, this long shot... Essentially, it's filmed just like any other normal movie up until the point where the son gets shot and he dies. Most of the film is long takes, but not like this. Not like this. Like the the kitchen scene, all long takes. True, true. There's not a cut in there. This shot, after the kid is murdered, it goes for, what, 10 or 11 minutes? It goes for 10 minutes. 10 minutes long, unbreaking, and most of it is either Anna... Just kind of sitting, slouched sitting, over, slouching, defeated, just trying to compose herself enough to go start the process of finding help. Tend to her husband's yeah, wounds because yeah. he got stabbed a bunch. It, it it is the most suffocating part of an intensely suffocating horror movie. Yeah, it it's I wanted it to cut so badly. In those first, like, 40 seconds. Yeah. It was too much before oh, the yeah, first we, we minute. Oh, yeah, we should say, for those of you who aren't, like, film Oof. jargon, you can figure it out. But a long take, it's mm-hmm. just no cuts, no breakaways. Yeah. It's just the camera pointed at something, and it yep. keeps it there. Yep. And it's just 10 minutes focused on her yeah. and focused on him yeah. crying. And they're amazing, amazing performances. Oh, my God. They this dude, Ulrich Mouet. Mouet? I don't know how to pronounce the name. Okay. Legend. Mm, I German can see why. legend. Passed away in 2007. But oh, he, it's okay. it's depressing. He was in his 50s. He's a god-tier actor. Oh, no. He's in a film called The Lives of Others that I need you to watch. That okay. I'm going to give you that film. That is probably my favorite German film. Ooh, It's okay. amazing. Yeah. Set post-World War II hmm. in uh, divided Berlin. Ooh, uh, okay. You're going to love it. My history sense is tingling. Yes, <laughs> yes. You, It's it's fantastic. Uh, but he, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the single moment that broke me when I was watching this, I physically paused it, walked around my apartment, did a couple laps, mm-hmm. was during that long shot, maybe six-ish, seven minutes into it, mm-hmm. when the husband finally snaps. And he hasn't emoted... Pretty much the whole film. He's yeah. kept a calm composure because I think he was trying to be a rock or he was scared. Yeah. Because he apologizes Definitely. to her. Yeah. He, he isn't able to do anything God. because his knee is shattered. Yep. Yeah. He breaks. When he just starts sobbing, mm-hmm. just this deep, animalistic, just moaning sobs. Yeah. I couldn't take that. It, it was so personal. Like, you could feel it so deeply i just it was too much it's like i said when we were talking about joey badass last week Hmm. you're watching something that you shouldn't be watching that's exactly it. it's not your place to be there but you're dragged into it that's exactly it man that is going to be my entire summation of this movie yeah it is something amazingly crafted that you shouldn't be watching you shouldn't yeah but you should watch it if you're if you're if you're into film on a higher level Definitely, yeah. If if you're just trying to find like a like a popcorn scary movie, oh you are, god, <laughs> this is gonna be scarring. First of all, you're not like, gonna get it. True. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's really 
Yeah. You have to unpack yeah. some stuff. Yeah, there's almost like this higher level kind of thinking of bringing yourself into this film yeah. by a couple very specific shots yeah. that they make. If you don't have that kind of context, yeah. this is an unbearably brutal thing. Yeah. Almost for the sake of its own brutality. Yeah. And that it's is like, not okay. If you didn't get It Comes at Night, yep. you're light years away from yeah. from this. Yeah. And that's okay. We're, we're it's not, absolutely okay. We're that's not, not anything. Like, yeah. I, I've dedicated tens of thousands of hours of my life to watching foreign mm-hmm. films and watching horror films. and like, Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing if this isn't your jam. Just know that... You're probably better off for it. Yeah. Because you're not a voyeur. <laughs> Just know that you shouldn't even give it a shot because it will be... You just won't have a good time at all. <laughs> so... No. Yeah. But I wanted well, to put you through the ringer. I mean, I, I appreciate... Everything that they are able to create with this, mm-hmm. I would not watch it again if someone paid me. <laughs> I'll be watching it again this week. <laughs> I was gonna watch it twice. Mm. I'm I'm dead serious. I right. when right. I get my copy back that I lent you. Yeah, yeah which we... thank you by the way. <laughs> yeah, like we are. You not, can't find the movie. Yeah, we are not underselling how hard it is to find. This it's thing. ridiculous. Yeah, so. I finally found a used copy. Ed McKay's. Fifteen bucks. For Are a you DVD. kidding me? Ed McKay's. Every now and then they get some stuff oh, in. It's man. like mind bending. Yeah, it's this wonderful little chain of used electronic stores, which is now just yeah. McKay's. Have you been there recently? I I haven't noticed the name change. They got bought out by a company in Virginia. They've changed everything. All their pricing is different. Everything. Oh. That's why I keep buying copies of the Carnival because, <laughs> because it used to be that the Carnival was seven dollars there. It's ninety five cents. <laughs> So every oh, time wow. I find a copy of the Carnival by Wyclef Jean, oh, I'm like man. added to the pile. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear they got bought out. I know they were um, they closed one of the locations. They did. So that's awesome. It's a great place. If you can find like a used electronic store in your city, oh my god, a bookstore, so electronic store, yeah, support local business, y'all. Definitely. Like for yeah. especially places like that who are providing you a service, mm-hmm. because that's the easiest way to go and get some culture. Definitely. As you walk yeah. down. To an Edward McKay's or a Mr. K's or wherever, just a used bookstore, used movie store. Mm-hmm. You walk in with ten bucks, you'll walk out with five new opinions yep. and a new totally. look into different people's lifestyle. And it's like that's the best way to get cultured mm-hmm. is support local video stores and bookstores. So, do you want to wrap this up? Yeah. Gosh, I had a hell of a time thinking of a score to give this because it's like two different worlds for me almost. Yeah, it's like I say. Yeah. There's no, this is a nine. Mm. This is an experience, even if it's an uncomfortable one. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he can make you feel the way he did with a camera and a group of actors. Yep. Is amazing. And that's, it's a cheap movie. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the lighting is natural. There's no music. Yeah. Very, uh, very Dogma 95. It's almost. extremely <laughs> Dogma. Extremely Dogma. Hmm. Yeah. See, I know film for terms too. You do. I'm very proud of you. Kaboom. That's a, I'm I'm so into dogma shit, like this and von Trier is, is my jam. I love mm. Lars von Trier. Watch Antichrist. No, I, I, I have you told me to watch. Yeah, it. I told you. You told you me to watch yes. Antichrist. <laughs> wow. The student gave a good recommendation <laughs> yeah. one time. That Hell is yeah. in my top ten. You know what? If you really liked Antichrist, you should probably watch Spy Kids too. I yeah. Help us save us. Floop is a madman. I thought God about that no, no. for years. <laughs> Don't be quoting that. Help oh. us save us. Floop is a madman. Help oh, us save wow. us. Okay, the kids' so names? There's Junie and Carlos? No, it's Junie. I don't know. So you... That's a nine. 
You <laughs> no, yeah, funny games. There's no uh, question. It's a nine. Funny. It's one of the most thought-provoking, horrifying, uh, just raw emotion things I've experienced. Are you okay with me essentially making a little bit of a cop out? Yes, absolutely. Because this is this does not follow the metric mm-hmm. of because yeah. the nine you give this is not the nine you give Wonder Woman. No, it's two no. different scales. So do wow. whatever you want with this score. As a creation, mm-hmm. as just an artistic expression of human emotion, mm-hmm. this is a nine out of nine. Mm-hmm. It is just the most nine what Trisket. Okay, all right, yeah. just making sure. Yeah, we have to keep that branding going. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but yeah, just as a Trisket for the Trisket. As a creation, this movie is a nine. Yeah, full stop. The most personally affecting thing I've ever watched, at least that I can remember. As just a sit-down viewing experience, <laughs> yeah, five, five out of nine. Yeah, because it is a very good, very well shot home invasion movie. But those are not my jam, no, nope. at all. It'll break you if you're not ready for it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. And I was not ready for it. <laughs> I. You know what? I'm sorry. Mm. That I made you watch this. That's but... okay. I made you watch Doom. We're even. No. Whoa. <laughs> I think you hopefully gained a little more from this than I did from Doom. Absolutely. But it is a tough thing to watch, and I commend you for sitting through it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Cool. You got to risk it for the Trisket. (laughs) Ooh, t-shirt. (laughs) T-shirt. You guys can find our t-shirts online. (laughs) Oh, man. We should make some t-shirts. That would be very fun. Once we get past 20 (laughs) No, we're past 150. Yeah, we just saw that we got past 150 views on yeah. our podcast, so... And that doesn't seem like much, and, and yeah. later, hopefully, we're going to look back and be like, 150, that yeah. sucks, but yeah. we're happy. Uh, we're having yeah. a lot of fun doing this, and we really appreciate everyone who tunes in yeah. and listens to our I silly mean, little thing. Yeah, we're creating something, and it's been listened to 150 times. And it feels good. <laughs> yeah. It feels really good. It's definitely not just us. That's only maybe 60 of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to ours anymore. No. I get so caught up on the little thing. I listen to them in the raw files. Gotcha. Okay. And then I listen to, like, my favorite parts when they get uploaded. Mm, But it's like I... Oh, this is going to sound so bitchy. And, like, I'm comparing... (laughs) God, this is going to sound so stupid. Oh, you got it now. I kind of understand why actors like Jared Leto don't watch their own stuff. Because you when Mm. you create something, when you put something out into the world... Like we're doing with this and, like, he does with acne, it's like... You notice little things that other people won't. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I wish I'd have said something else there. Yeah. I wish your sound quality was a little better. I wish I didn't do this, that, the other thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it becomes uncomfortable to watch, you know, to, yeah, to listen to. Yeah. I don't know. I'm the opposite. I edit the whole thing together. I you like, do. I like having the you're, finished You product. are definitely the hardworking yeah. one out of the two of us. <laughs> no, man. I That's like fun. to think of, yeah, I think of myself as the idea man. And you're the guy who actually does shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Oh yeah, that's fair. All right. <laughs> I'm the guy who makes you watch German torture porn films. <laughs> uh, so with that, <laughs> we're gonna be moving on to our intermission. Yeah, good job sticking around. Uh, if you made it this far, we're gonna have a fun rest of the show. Yeah, we're, you... we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, because we're covering Paul Verhoeven's Hollow uh, Man. Yes, Kevin Bacon vehicle. Yep, Hollow Man. But intermission first. Yeah. See you in a couple seconds. Oh.
everybody is Prison Mike! Prison Mike! The worst part was the Dementors! Prison Mike, I don't think you know about prison. Hey guys, welcome to the intermission here. Prison Mike. Uh, also, quick shout out to The Office, our sponsors this week. How many times this have you watched show? The Office beginning to... No, you're on your first! No, no, I'm not. Well, no? yeah, okay. I have watched the first six seasons of mm-hmm. it over and over and fucking over again. But you never finished it? I have not went past that point, okay. because before I asked you about it, mm-hmm. I was under the impression that after Michael Scott leaves, the quality, like, plummeted. It's really good until, like, the last five episodes. Okay. Then, yeah, I, I am working... You know, the finale's amazing, actually. Okay. I don't know what I'm talking... Yeah. yeah, just finish it. Yeah, I am working towards the end of the series for the first time right That's now. That's exciting. Yeah. Are you it enjoying is. post-Scott? I haven't gotten there just yet. Yeah, me and Caroline have been uh, going through Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've never watched so. that. We should come back to yeah. uh, post-Scott Office when you finish it. I want to talk about that. Definitely. Because it's a very yeah. different show. Okay. But... That's yeah. not what we were even going to yeah. talk about. What we're going to talk about for this intermission is something that we were both looking forward to. I wasn't for... looking forward to it. Man, we've been looking forward to this for years. Legit even years. before we knew what the project was. Yep. Because Edgar Wright's fourth movie. Infant Fifth movie. Fifth movie. Fistful of Fingers. This is, is that... fifth movie. What was the... Okay. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Uh, World's End. For shame. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, man. I love you that love one, that too. One. I don't even like that movie. God, you love that. Biffed on. Ooh. Biffed? <laughs> Biffed? <laughs> uh, yeah, Infant Show 4 fucking <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie, man. I love that name for it. <laughs> no, man. We finally saw Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Oh. It's... Wow, man. It was so good. It floored me. Oof. Man. So. I'm gonna vent my... My one complaint with the movie. Yes, hit it. Okay, so there's this uh, there's this producer mm-hmm. in hip hop named Danger Mouse. Okay, I've actually heard him. He's amazing. Okay, he's really talented. Mm-hmm. He did a song with Run the Jewels and Big Boy for this movie. Yes, and it's in the background on a yeah like a you see car the, show. yeah you see yeah. the name Run the Jewels on his stereo, yeah. but you can't hear it. No, you. It, it's an amazing song. It would have been such a good set piece because those are yeah. four insanely talented people. Yeah. It plays for like three seconds and then cuts over to a conversation they're having in the car. Yeah, yeah. which is an amazing conversation, as every conversation in this movie True. is. Gosh, yeah. This movie is so stylish and just so like aesthetically wonderful. It is. It's like, like every ooh. second you're seeing and hearing mm-hmm. something that is just like... Yeah. It's creative, and it's yeah. entertaining, and it's well-acted. The music is fantastic, yeah. but there's a lot of substance, man. For sure. I was yeah. so, so into Deborah and Baby's romance. Oh, me too. I, yeah. like, I love a good romance mm. in a movie. Like, I get yeah. super into rom-coms, and, like, just a good love story, I'm yeah. all about. I thought their stuff was really compelling. It was a very... Ansel Elgort yeah. and Lily James? Yep, Lily James. Yep. They killed it. They really did. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see where Ansel Elgort uh, goes from here. Well, knowing where he's coming yeah. from. Yeah, the Divergent movies. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know what? I heard The Fault in Our Stars was okay. That came out before, and this is going to make me sound really young, because mm-hmm. that movie came out in like 2014, 15. Yep. That was before I got super into coming-of-age films, and I missed that one. Okay. But I heard he was fantastic in it, mm-hmm. and I'll go back and watch it for him. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was so good. He was amazing. He was this, like, almost 
a blank canvas kind of protagonist, but way better than that. That's what I thought he was going to be going off the trailers. Yeah. But Ooh, he's yeah. so yeah. lively and he's yeah. so happy when he's like at home or when he's listening yes. to me. He oh does these cute little things. He's got like, yeah. he's got a soul and he's got mm. character. I really thought it was just going to be him sitting and basically doing a driver from drive impression. I thought he was yeah. going to be giving the same performance that Gosling gave, but he's so mm. full of life. Oh, he is. He's dancing around his apartment with his foster dad. and I like, love that his foster uh, dad was just this old black guy, and they never said anything about it. It's just... It was so it just progressive. The people he cares about. Yeah. yeah. Who, oh, it was great. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Plus, that... Shot at the very beginning when he's uh, when um baby oh the tracking shot yes, of him the getting tracking, the coffees he's going to get coffee a song is playing in the background yeah. and every once in a while in the environment like as a tag or as a poster on an electrical pole it'll be saying what he's doing you'll see the lyrics yeah. come up as he's walking it's amazing it is amazing oh um, man. And that goes to a really cool thing with this movie. Oh, first, with that shot, mm-hmm. I watched it for like three minutes and I was like, yeah. is this a tracking shot? <laughs> I was like, I didn't even realize because I was so done. Yeah. I was like, wait, have there been any cuts? Yeah. Since you started walking? Like, no. Is this all one take? I was like, oh my God. Can yeah. you imagine coordinating that? Oh, not at all. No. And that's Especially, coordination. Yeah, not even just coordinating all the actors moving at the right times. But with the but music. Putting it... You know what? Actually, putting it to music might actually make it a little easier because you have a so. metric to. Uh, well, measure okay, again. that's a good point, but it just mm. adds another thing you need to be on top of. Yeah, well, that's true too. Which I read that yep. Edgar made every action in the movie sync up to the mm-hmm. song that was playing, so you yep. won't even notice. Like they'll be counting yeah. money, they'll be walking, yeah. and they'll like look oh. somewhere, and it'll go with the music. Yeah. And every actor had to do that. I noticed that yeah. from the very first time it happened, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. There's like a It's little... such next yeah. level filming. Like, this yeah. is why. Pe- people have asked me this. They're like, mm-hmm. why do you like Edgar Wright so much? And my friends and I will be sitting oh, and just gushing no. about Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, and someone will be yeah. like, why do you guys think this guy is so good? Mm-hmm. This is why we talk about a guy who makes comedies mm-hmm. this much. <laughs> yes. Gosh, Maybe he, the most mm. celebrated comedic director that isn't named Mel Brooks. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He elevates comedies to such a crazy level that, like, it you can't even consider someone else doing it. You it's really just, can't. It's him. And he brings a David Fincher level of meticulous direction to Ooh. every aspect of his filmmaking. Definitely. But at the same time... I guarantee you've never heard anyone say a single bad thing about Edgar Wright. He is supposed to be... Oh, the Edgar new, Wright? Yeah. The coolest guy. He is supposed to be the coolest, like... The coolest guy. Dorkiest, yeah. nicest guy in the world. My, uh... Like, oh. oh, shit, I forget what... My friend told me that. My friend, Stephen Lehman. Oh, <laughs> Shout out, young Steve. <laughs> All right, if anyone's following along with Double Drop Bingo, we've got a Stephen Lehman <laughs> shout out. We should make that. There's so much we need. I love Stephen Lehman. He's, yeah. my, he's a good buddy of mine. He was telling me, listen to the commentary on Hot Fuzz, because Ooh. it's Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino, and apparently <laughs> they just go and like name a million movies and just talk yeah. about like the most obscure stuff for an yeah. hour and 40 minutes and don't even talk about Hot Fuzz. <laughs> it's supposed to be yes. hilarious. Uh, uh, sometime last year, 
Edgar Wright spent a bunch of time making the this. The 1001 favorite a, movies. Yes, an actual like ranked list of 1001 movies. It's crazy. Yes. It's crazy. He is what Nick is going to grow up to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the skill in my entire body that Edgar Wright has in his pinky to quote the great Squidward tennis balls. <laughs> Squidward tortellini. <laughs> Tent poles. Tent poles. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Edgar man. Edgar Wright's a once-in-a-generation mind. Definitely, yeah. Oh, man. Go see this freaking movie. It's heartwarming. People are seeing it, dude. It's, it's making got... money. Yeah, I saw it. It's, um, this is his most profitable it... movie. It's on its way to like $80 million yeah, dude. for this first week. And I don't know what the budget is, but he's going to be making money. Yeah, for sure. Especially for, for, sure. for it yeah. being the movie that it is. Yeah. Plus, I think they got a lot of uh, credits for filming entirely in Atlanta. Atlanta is the LA of the East, and it's mm-hmm. getting more so every day. Yeah. That is where all the jobs are going mm. because LA is a dirty, incestuous pit where people. <laughs> no, where, truly, where people only yeah. hire the people that they know. You can't break into LA filmmaking unless you're legit the greatest. Like, mm. yeah. It's all going to Atlanta because Atlanta's like the Wild West right now, man. Yeah. It's the Wild West of the East. Yeah. Their jobs popping up, their studios setting up. It's really exciting. Same stuff's happening in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> At least it was until all those. Uh, until our state was like, uh. you know what's funny? <laughs> Homophobia. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. And people are like, wait a minute, North Carolina, oh. fuck you. <laughs> god, I just want to do an entire segment about Baby Driver. Yeah, There's man. so much more I want to talk about. Why don't we? Ugh. Okay, let's do it. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No, oh, no. man. We might come back to Baby Driver in the next episode. Yes. But for now, freaking amazing, heartwarming love story, great uh, car chases. Amazing action. Awesome yeah. cinematography. John like, Hamm at the top of his game. Oh, amazing John Hamm. Best John Hamm. Yeah. Maybe. Go see. see it. 10 out of 9 Triscuits. Go yeah, do it. 10 out of 9. Straight <laughs> up. Critics are saying, better than funny games. <laughs> That's a book quote. <laughs> All right. Oh, this okay. has been a long-ass intermission. Man. Um, we're going to yeah. we're gonna talk about a whole man now. Yeah, we're going to go from, like, the tippy top of cinema to the rock fucking bottom. If you say so. I do, and you'll see why. I can't wait. <laughs> I Here's over to you, Nick. God damn it. Not again. <laughs> intermission again you guys are just killing it with those uh keep up the good work and yeah now i'm gonna throw it over to you graham all right so what we're gonna (laughs) what we're gonna cover now is 2000s hollow man from paul verhoeven oh man so this garbage fire it starts off with kevin bacon as essentially ian malcolm but with nothing redeeming about him he goes, he essentially figures out a genetic way to induce invisibility. Now, he has this big team of scientists. He's got Elizabeth Shue as Landa. He's got Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah, like bumpers. That was my that was my clutch Linda impersonation. 
Where is the hair? Where is Harry Truman? Oh, my face! <laughs> I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah. R.I.P. Bob's Burgers from Netflix. Oh, it's sad. They just put it onto Fox's streaming gross. service. It's dumb. Anyways, Hollow Man. Yeah, so, Hollow Man. Um, Kevin Bacon, arrogant scientist, yep. discovers how to make things invisible. Yep. They're doing a lot of uh, animal testing. Uh, he's got this little clutch we should, of we scientists. We go ahead and say it's it's yeah. Invisible Man for the 2000s. Yes. Yeah. Was Verhoeven's intention. Man, they just can't get the Dark Universe off the ground, can they? I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> love the original Invisible Man. <laughs> yeah. The Claude Rains film. It's neat. It's so much fun. Yeah. All right, but it, for sure. So oh, man, yeah, it's I mean it's yeah. just a basic plot. He yep. makes stuff invisible. He's got a team of scientists. They make him invisible. They can't undo it. He goes crazy. Yeah. He becomes a murderer and yep. a rapist. Yeah. Oh, I I have a secondary title for this movie. It's yeah, how I like many this. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven presents Hollow Man or <laughs> how many women can Kevin Bacon sexually assault in two hours? It's at least three. It is three. I think it's three. Oh, God, it's it's so hard to watch some of this stuff because they do a very good job making him be a villain immediately. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I was reading some reviews of this and they yeah. were like, it's an insipid rape fantasy from Mr. Verhoeven. And I'm like, <laughs> well, they don't ever condone it. He's clearly the bad guy and it makes yeah. you feel uncomfortable. It's like, it's not a good thing. You're like, wow, this guy's a sack of shit. I hate him. Yeah. I guess we should say... Ugh, God, I don't even want to talk about this. He's not a rapist. He doesn't... No, like... he's, he rapes her. He rapes the one lady. Does in her he apartment. really? Yeah, the one that he goes or that he was watching oh, her from across the way. He rapes her. God, it cuts away when she, like, screams. No, he I... jumps her and throws her on the bed. Oh, Lord. Woof. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, wow. It sucks that it happens, yeah. but that doesn't mean the movies are rape fantasy. Yeah. So, yeah, we have Kevin Bacon, shitty scientist. He doesn't give a crap about ethical treatment of lab animals. And he murders an entire team of scientists in, like, unnecessarily bloody, gory ways. I like, it. It, it seems like it comes out of nowhere for this kind of film. Like, the movie starts with a super bloody image. I know, and it of just. Of the dog like, being. Yeah. Or of the gorilla eating the mouse. Was... And he kills a dog, too. Yeah, I love that. Oh my god, Nick. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a cool kill. He throws it against the wall. Oh, I hated see that. the heat signature and the blood splats. I, I what, what's your bottom line oh. on this movie before we go further? Bottom line, I didn't like it. Really? Like, no, I feel like it, it has a very interesting kernel to it. Where it's like, what is human nature like, essentially, if you are not uh, responsible for your actions? Right. With him being invisible, no one can really catch him except for these really dorky infrared glasses yes. those but, were silly i thought they were vr goggles for yeah <laughs> right. which we need to do lawnmower man oh yeah, yeah. that would be good yeah. so you, you think this movie is like garbage i think that it has a very interesting premise right that it almost immediately bucks for well, this... a lot of like kind of needlessly crude language like i am never oh, very... jesus christ grow i'm up. not really like ever a prude person but it just seemed like someone in the 2000s trying to be edgier than it their wasn't movie even that bad made the language wasn't even that bad in the movie it's just it's it was presented to me in really ham-fisted kind of ways okay look so this movie on imdb yeah. has a 5.7 user score and a 24 meta score Ooh man that meta score is much more accurate it's got a zero it's a bunch of it's like all red and one yellow woof I liked it a lot. 
Did you? Straight up. Oh, I'm a cat cheat for this the rest of my career. I, I liked it a lot. Okay. I thought it was really creative. I thought it was really entertaining. Um, mm. I liked all the kills. I really liked the set design. Mm. I thought that Kevin Bacon and Josh Berlin were both fantastic, and I could overlook Elizabeth Shue's embarrassing performance. <laughs> I really liked the movie, man. Oh, I thought man. it was cool. I was thinking, like, man, what would I do if I looked in the mirror and I couldn't see myself? And essentially, at that point, you just become a concept. Hmm. You're not even a physical yeah. thing because the body is like the mind's temple, right? Like our our arms, our legs, our head, our body. We're just carrying around our brain, which is where we are. Hmm. Like that's where all yeah. of our thoughts and emotions are hmm. in our brain. This is just a shell. Hmm. What happens if you can't see that shell? And yeah, you've I mean, just got yeah. this this mind that's moving and these eyes that can never like clothes because his lids are invisible so you're just this floating moving concept of a person like you would go crazy in a matter of seconds yeah i mean it's just like unbridled id you know yeah but i don't know i didn't like it i didn't like it i'm the only person in the world that likes this movie (laughs) i just thought it was well they are nick's picks yeah (laughs) and i hadn't seen this before the podcast Okay. I just okay. got reaction. I was like, let's do Halloween. Gotcha. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was really fun. Oh, I was man. never bored. It's a long movie. It's two hours. It is. Yeah. It's ugh, well, it's yeah. an hour and 45 if you take out credits, but it's really long. Right. I was never bored. Man, I, I got really bored. liked all the kills. Mm. I thought they were cool. He kept coming back like a dang T-1000. Yeah. Like, he got burned yeah. alive. They got electrocuted. And then yeah. he's still like, Give us a kiss. It gets to the point at the end when, like, he's just killing off all the scientists and they are fighting back. They're getting him at times. He's not some superhuman. He is just a dude yeah, and he's that happens to be invisible. Yeah, he lifts this dude that's, like, as heavy as I am yeah. up onto a pipe yeah, to he's strangle a big him. Yeah, he's a dude. He was, like, I was like, that's not possible. Yeah, he's not a superhuman. He's I mean, just was, an invisible was, guy. It was definitely silly. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely unbelievable mm. for most of it. But... Yeah. I don't know. It was like, whatever, I'm watching the movie. Um, if they're telling me that this is what's happening, to go back to funny games. Cause <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fu- I, uh, I don't know. Okay. I didn't think it was yeah. as trash as everyone else does. Well, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'm sorry you did I'm sorry um, Nick's picks number one might be the last. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. It won't. Good. But, um, yeah, I want to ask you, what would be... Th- Three things you would do if you were invisible. I was about to ask you, what would you do if you were invisible? Honestly? Yes. I would steal a lot of stuff. Okay. And I'm just going to say that cut and dry. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm about to be a little edgelord. Uh, (laughs) We live in a capitalist nation, so, like, we're stolen from every day. Mm. You know, I go to a state university. Nick with the hot takes. Yeah, I go I do go to a state university. They steal from me every day. Mm. We as a nation have cannibalized our youth forever. Be it indentured servants, like young indentured servants when we first arrived, be it young slaves, be it, you know, anything, be it the youth that we would send off to fight the first two world wars, like we're always using up the young and we are stolen from every day. Every morning when we wake up, something is taken from us. I would be fine going out and just stealing a bunch of shit I want from Target or Best Buy. I'd get a nice TV, some video games, whatever. CD. I don't care if it's reprehensible. That's just my... This is, it's what I would do. I'm being truthful with myself and with you and with our listeners. I would steal a lot of stuff. 
So I would just, like, go to some movies for free. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you steal Well, no, films. actually I wouldn't because then you're stealing from filmmakers. Hmm. I would leave then... a five on... <laughs> I, I would drop a fiver on the concession stand. So, so if Graham <laughs> turned invisible... He would make it so all movies were matinee-priced all the time. <laughs> no, I would still... <laughs> here's the important thing. Here's the important thing. I would still go at matinee times. Oh, so you're just paying to see a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just paying to see a movie, but no one knows I'm there. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> <laughs> I want like super high concept with mine. Oh. These are the lamest shit I've ever. I would heard. love to see that as like fan art or something. Yeah, the Adventures of Invisible Graham. Yeah, it's just quite a movie. He's paying like, to see them. He's like quietly sitting in a movie scene. <laughs> yeah. uh. Uh, what else would I do if I was invisible? That's a good question, man. Yeah, because like I I would go see a bunch of movies. I would take some stuff. I would get a. Nintendo Switch. Finally. Yeah, you would. If you could find one, which is not possible. Mm, that's true. I would take some stuff. I would probably, like, go to a buffet or a restaurant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, lift food off people's plates. Absolutely. Just chomp it down, because then it's invisible in your tummy. I would go to Taco Bell, and I would steal so many beef quesadillas. I would just take their sour cream gun and put it right in my Yo! gob. Just right up in that mouth. That stuff is fake as balls. It's it the quesarito. So yeah. The cheese in the quesarito is like definitely plastic. Uh, yep. What yeah. else would we do if we were plastic? <laughs> if we were plastic. If we were invisible. Oh, man. Okay. We have stealing. Yep. We have seeing movies. Yep. <laughs> Full price. <laughs> well, like you said, I want to support the artist. Yeah. I just don't want people to see me. I would. Well, I'm underage. Mm-hmm. So probably go into like bars and stuff. I would go see concerts that are like twenty one and plus. Sure, yeah, you could go see concerts that are like two hundred dollar tickets. Yeah, no one cares. Could go see Kendrick Lamar and YG in Raleigh. Hmm. Yeah. Nas and Lauren Hill are also going to Raleigh. Uh, you could drive a car in a very comedic fashion. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I love when the kids look over at him and he goes bah and like lifts up his yes. leg. That would that would wreck you for life. That'd you would never be able to overcome that trauma. Yeah. Cuz he's invisible in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's got this like rubber mask that yeah. looks like flesh color. Yeah. And but, with the, with the sunglasses, Kevin Bacon ends up looking a lot more like Heisenberg than I thought he oh, would. Oh wow, he super does. <laughs> he looks exactly he's like super Cranston does. from Breaking Bad. That's funny. Well, that's funny. He super looks like that. I kept waiting for him to go, Jesse! Yeah. We have to cook. I like his John Krasinski wig at the end, too. Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> That's total Jim. Yeah, man. Jim Halpert. Pam um, Halpert. I, shout out the office. Halpert. I like... Did he like the kills? Oh, man. Some of them... I, I want to say the one thing that I very, very much enjoyed... Mm-hmm. I don't know if the science behind this is sound... But when all Elizabeth, of this is, is nonfiction. When Elizabeth Shue all and Josh time. Brolin are trapped in this like industrial freezer, the magnet. Yeah, when she makes that magnet. That's the one part of the film that yeah. I didn't believe, but maybe it's real. I don't know. Explain like, it. Yeah, Kevin Bacon locks them in this big walk-in freezer. Mm-hmm. There's a sliding lock uh, that she or uh, that he puts across the door, kind of like a big like castle gate mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. And um, she pretty much takes like some copper wiring, a big 
curved piece of metal and like the wires and electrical battery from a crash cart mm-hmm. and wraps them all up and makes a big super magnet. It's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> Essentially. I don't, again, I don't know if that would actually happen, but it's a really clever way to unlock the door. I does never your, would have thought to Does do your that. mind work? Nope. clearly mine doesn't so no uh does your mind work as well when you're in like zero degree environment yeah because it was he bumped it all the way down to like negative 30 yeah by the time they get out you know what was dumb yes okay so josh brolin is freezing yep in the thing because kevin bacon makes it super cold Mm mm-hmm like Frozone. He is the best Mr. Freeze that's ever been put to screen. The Ice Age. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The Ice Age. Ice Age, right man. Um, the governor. Yeah, he he makes it super cold, and yep. then Elizabeth Shue breaks out, and she's trying to heat Josh Berlin back up. Mm. And so she starts a fire <laughs> in a trash can and yep. lays him next to it. I'm like, Shue, <laughs> why not just turn up the heat? In the cabinet. Because you yeah. saw it. He put it all the way blue. It had an all the way orange. Yeah. Just put it up yeah. orange. Yeah, Make it nice and toasty. They're in like a normal like central air building at that point. Like, yeah. But she just starts a fire and lays him in like a pool of blood. <laughs> I'm like, just keep him inside and turn up the heat. Y'all gonna run up my electric bill. Ice age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I don't Final Thoughts, Hollow Man. Hollow Man, 5 out of 9. 5 out of 9. I okay. liked it. I thought it was fun. <laughs> Who would you specifically recommend Hollow Man to? Anyone. <laughs> I don't know. If you're just, like, if you're G-chilling and you're just, like, watching some TV and Hollow Man's on, whatever, it's fun. If you're having a night with some buddies, it's fun to rag on. Hmm, I true. think it's a good, it's a good funny bad. This movie. would be a very funny riff tracks. I could it see would. that. Yeah, it would. I don't know to Verhoeven fans, I guess. Hmm. Verhoeven is the least consistent working filmmaker in Man, my opinion. How about he, that? Because he can make a RoboCop or yep. a Total Recall Robert or a Starship Cop. Trooper or an L like he made last year, which was incredible. Yeah, that was cool. Isabelle Hubert is yeah. the queen of <laughs> acting. Quain. Uh, yes, Quain. Uh, but then he can make showgirls. Hmm. And he can make Hollow Man. And what's the other garbage Verhoeven film? Uh, Starship Troopers 2? Did he make that? I really don't know. There's a Hollow Man 2 starring Christian Slater! Oh, you shush. I swear to God. Oh, God, no. Yes! No. And it's two Hollow Men fighting each other in the rain, Matrix <laughs> style, on the cover. Dude. Okay, hold on. Nick's picked two. Hollow Man 2 in the U.S. Funny Games? In the U.S. Funny Games. <laughs> no, Dude. we're not doing that. Yes, we are. Oh, wow. You've sealed your fate. Okay, so you're throwing a 5 out of 9. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 9. That's fair. There what are... it deserves. I just liked it. Yeah. There... It's not good. I just liked it. Mm. And that's, Dude, look. that's always fair. Yeah. Look. Let me see this uh, DVD cover. Okay, first of all, the tagline is, There's more to terror than meets the eye. Uh, that's very 2000s. Wow! Ooh, do you see them terrible. fighting? Wait, who else? Did that say Zach Braff is in that? No. Oh, I thought it said that. <laughs> Where did you see Zach Braff? The At the three, top, the three. The names? three names are Peter Fascinelli, Laura Reagan, and Christian Slater. Where did you see Zach Braff? I, I saw Zach. Oh, uh, <laughs> here's a fun little game. Yeah. A funny game to play. 
Nice. Of the two movies we talked about today, yep. one which we both said was masterful, yep. and the other is a piece of garbage, but mm. I thought it was a fun one. Yeah. Out of the two of them, one was nominated for an Academy Award. Which one was it? Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Oh. To be fair, <laughs> yo, don't even front on me right now. <laughs> this movie looked fantastic. It did. There were some insanely good special effects. Especially for 2000. 2000. And the yeah. puppetry. Yeah. Was dope. Yeah, they did that. These really are the well dopest too. puppets since <laughs> Puppet Master. All right, we brought it back to the front. This is the end of Double Drop. Yep, you've seen it. We're doing like a like an S Town style thing. Just right tell there. our story and get on out later. <laughs> Tater. But no, you gave it a five. I gave it a three. I think it's fair. They're okay. It's a two thousands. This is like a popcorn ass movie. It is. Can I say what? When did you watch this? You watched it yesterday? Yes, I watched it about 40 minutes after Funny Games. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. What a back-to-back. So I worked until 1 a.m. last night. Yuck. And then Ooh. I woke up at... I didn't even fall asleep until 2. Oh, gosh. And then I had to wake up at 9 o'clock to watch this Oh before no. I came over. Oh, gosh. So I was up at 9, and I was immediately watching Hollow Man. Oh, man. I have... Which is what I call wake and bake. <laughs> wake up and bake. Wake and bake in. Wake and bake. Hey, let's play Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon. Josh Brolin, go. Okay, so he's Hollow in No man. Country Done. for Old Men. <laughs> You're going to take it around. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> okay. okay. Not counting Hollow Man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Josh Brolin mm-hmm. was in No Country for Old Men. Indeed. So was Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, yep. Tommy Lee Jones was in Men in Black, which just turned 20. Happy birthday, Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black's <laughs> kind of fun. Wait, what's the easiest way to go about this? Because I was going to say Tommy Lee Jones was in The Fugitive. Yeah. That Harrison Ford was in. Mm-hmm. So that's what, two or three? That's two. Okay. So Harrison Ford was in... How do I want to go about this? Hmm. It's a hard game. I've never actually been able to pull this off. It's so easy. <laughs> oh, man. It's so easy, man. You can probably get there in, like, two. I can uh, do it in one. Yeah. Hollow okay, Man. Okay, no, no, no. Harrison Ford was in Star Wars. Yep. Wait, was he? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of the wrong guy. No, of course he's in Star Wars. No, he's, he's not. Solo. No. <laughs> he's Brondolo. Brondolo. Uh, no, Harrison Ford was in Star Wars with... Yep. Wait, uh, was he? With Adam Driver. No. Ooh, you're taking it interesting route. I'm going wild now. Okay, let's do it. Adam Driver. Who is do I have it? The cogs are turning. Oh my god. Yes! Yes! Wait, it's about to be a brain no, blast. No, 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 no. Oh, dude, it's so much easier than this. Okay. Yeah, okay. Hollow Man, I told you. One step, I win. Julianne Moore is in The Fugitive, right? Yeah, yes. yes. Okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, awesome. Man. Yes. Oh, you're so excited. Okay, Josh Brolin, you could go either way, because he was with Tommy Lee Jones in No Country for Old Man, yep. and he played a young Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black 3, which the first one just turned 20, so yes, we're going to go that route. The so second then, one turned 15. That's right. That's crazy. I hate number two. I don't even like number one very much, if I'm being honest. I don't care. Uh, okay, so Tommy Lee Jones was in The Fugitive yes. with Julianne Moore, yep. who was in Crazy Stupid Love. I don't know that movie. Okay. Oh, man, he gave me a look. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Continue. This is very interesting. Go. No, I'm not talking to <laughs> You've never seen Crazy Stupid Love? No. Okay, next week's podcast is Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. Well, no, we have a schedule. That's true. We have to keep our schedule. Crazy <laughs> Stupid Love is one of the best rom-coms ever. Is that Adam Sandler? No. No? It's Steve Carell, Julianne Moore, Marissa Tomei, 
Um, or is it Domingo? Yeah, uh, Kevin Bacon, which that's what it was. Done! Yeah, nice. Yeah. Is so, that, what's four steps? Yeah, yeah, it's Brolin to Jones, Jones to Moore, Moore to Bacon. Very nice. Ooh. And I'm sure Tommy Lee Jones and Kevin Bacon were just in a movie together. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But that's the best I got. Very nice. I don't think I could do that a single time. You could do it. We could do it a whole other way if we needed to. Oof. Wow. We could do it from, from Will Smith. <laughs> Wait. All right. So with that yeah, we're demonstration. Gonna... <laughs> I just we're made the worst phase of my life. <laughs> All right. Well, and that's, that's going to gonna... <laughs> wrap it up for this week. Uh, I've been Graham Roberts. I've been Nick Maria. And this has been the Double Drop Podcast. Nick's Picks. Nick's Picks. Thank you, guys. All right. Yeah. Snackson. Eat my fucking chips. Eat my damn chips. I got this new flavor cheddar. Please buy them. <laughs> I got foot massage flavor. <laughs> what? You? You know, flavor? Massage bitches. Feet. Is it like the flavor of the foot? It's like the flavor of the feeling of giving <laughs> a foot massage. It's a smoothie. It is the most erotic chip ever made. It's a mood that you yeah. drink like a smoothie. Edible moods. <laughs> That's next level. <laughs>